Hey, welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons. This one's going to be a little bit back to our normal flow. Uh, no Q&A today. Uh, instead, we're just going to have a conversation where we're taking our Sunday message that's really, honestly, the format's a little bit more of a monologue. It's just a guy standing on the stage talking at people. Uh, and so we want to turn this into an actual conversation. Uh, and so we started a brand new series Um called Like Jesus. And so for the next six weeks, we're really just focusing in on how do we become more like Jesus? Because that's kind of the, the whole point of Christianity. Uh, but as always, you don't have to have uh, listened to that sermon uh, in order to get something out of this conversation. But if you'd like to check it out, it'll be in the show notes uh, for today's episode. But today I've got a special guest, Pastor Harry Valentine. Yes, sir. What What's up, bro? man? How you doing? Here. How you good. feeling? I'm doing Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah Repping yeah. Chicago White Sox. I appreciate that. Yes. You know, we South got a lot Siders. of Cubs fans uh, in this building for some reason. And they're upset like, right you're, now. You're in the wrong <laughs> hemisphere of Chicago. That is true. But uh, yeah, as as Southsiders. Uh, Born and raised. Wrong. So Chicago White Sox for life. Let's go. All right. But most important question that we can probably ask today. Uh, I, I got uh, a standing ovation in one of the services from one person. So I don't know if you can really call that a standing <laughs> ovation. Uh, because uh, I put to rest the is Michael Jordan the GOAT uh, debate, but uh, you are an actual basketball fan, yes, super fan. I'm just that kid that grew up watching Michael Jordan and being like, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, GOAT? Oh, for sure. Thank Hands you. down. I was about to say, we got to kill this podcast immediately. Michael Jordan, <laughs> MJ, 23, 45, whatever number he wears, he's no, it's 23. the GOAT. Yeah. He's the GOAT, okay? Uh, no debate. Thank but you. I know some of my friends, they are diehard LeBron fans. And don't get me wrong, LeBron has done some amazing things in his career. Absolutely. And he He's has good. gained me as a fan, for sure. But not in that conversation. That sits in a totally different category. Yeah, he never actually gained me as a fan. Really? He never, he never <laughs> took me over. That This would probably get me in trouble. Um, I respect what he's done. Yeah. I don't even think he's in the number two slot, personally. Wow. Um, That's debatable. I, I, I have yeah, Kobe. Yeah. In that number two spot. Yeah, I got Kobe in the number two as well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, part of some of it's personal preference. and True. You know, and then, of course, you know, if we were talking to somebody in their 50s, they'd, they'd be throwing out some different names. Different for that, names. For that That's one right. or two slot. But, but you know, championships you know, matter. Come on. I exactly. mean, what, what we do it for? Yeah. Why are we on the team? Yeah. What are we playing for? You Chips. Get the, um, you don't get the ring. It ain't worth it. Mike. Kobe. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> and your boy LeBron is still searching. He's playing. He's still playing. He hasn't retired yet, but. Yeah. You know, we'll see. You think he's got anything? I don't. He has a lot left. He's definitely playing at a high level, but the chip talk—it's not happening in LA All right. for you LA fans. Sorry, yeah, no. no, I don't. I don't think so. It's not here in Chicago either, but still. <laughs> no, <laughs> even, man don't even get me started on <laughs> chicago sports right now but uh yeah this isn't a sports talk show so we should probably get back to the subject <laughs> at hand uh we we do want to become more like jesus and it, and it's even it's more than just a desire yeah. there's a quote that i didn't use in the, in the message we were talking about it a little bit ago from uh from c.s lewis mm -hmm. uh in mere christianity which is a side note if you're a christian and you haven't read mere christianity what are you doing with your life like uh that should be required required reading for anyone. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you have not read Mere Christianity, just stop and go get it. And Amazon. Because, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Amazon, <laughs> Amazon will have it at your house by the time you finish listening <laughs> to this podcast because they're crazy. Uh, but uh, C.S. Lewis said in Mere Christianity about, so we, we used Romans 13 as mm -hmm. kind of a, a kickoff passage that in the, I think it was the ERV that I was using or the NLT, I forget which, um, says to be like Christ. Yeah. Um, 
in the ESV, which is where I do a lot of my, my actual study, it says to put on Christ, which is probably mm-hmm. the language a lot of um, more seasoned believers probably know. Like we, we're supposed to put on Christ. Right. Which, man, that has all kinds of uh, connotation to it. And, and we could talk about that for a minute if we want. But uh, he says uh, when it comes to putting on Christ, this isn't, you know, one of many tasks that a mm-hmm. Christian's supposed to do. He says it's not the thing that's reserved for the top of class. It's like the pastors need to put on Christ, uh, but the rest of us can just, you know, do whatever we want. No, he says it is the whole of Christianity. Like the whole point, the whole reason why we are Christians is to put on Christ so that every single day when people look at us, they're not seeing us. They're seeing a reflection of Jesus. Yeah. Um, And that just becomes such a, I don't know, a pivotal moment for Christians, but man, we get it so wrong so often. I mean, when's the last time you saw a Christian that wasn't looking very Christ-like? Uh, this yeah. morning? Yeah. Yesterday, you know, it won't <laughs> take mean, you very long. No, it doesn't. It doesn't take long at all. Um, but the thing about that is it's, it's an everyday challenge, right? It's something yeah. that you have to do daily, yeah. right? Um, that we, we have to make sure that we're being clothed with Christ on a daily basis and oftentimes depending on your circumstance situation life seasons um that could be difficult some yeah. seasons are easier than others however it's not a choice it's yeah. mandatory yeah right it's what we're called to be and called to do yeah. and i've seen the benefits of doing that in spite of wanting certain things to be my way or see things differently and but when i put it in god's hand and yeah. I, I am clothed in christ and the outcome is just that much better yeah. for everybody involved. So that quote definitely hits home. It's like yeah. it's not a suggestion box. It's a requirement. Yeah. Yep. Right. So um, that's the part that we need to yeah. embrace. And and when we get it wrong, it's it's like Gandhi, who, who who's like, you know, I like Christ. Like, I like I like, I like what he I represents. Like like I read about Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy sounds amazing. I like Christ. But then I meet Christians and I'm like, meh. Mm. <laughs> that's a paraphrase of the Gandhi quote but uh (laughs) yeah yeah, and and so like it it is so vital for us as Christians to every single day we wake up in the morning we're getting dressed we need to put on Christ which which means we're putting on his way of thinking his way of caring for people his way of talking to people uh his way of just doing life Mm -hmm. we're we're putting that on and so we're we're saying I'm I'm not going to live like me because the moment I meet Christ, it's no longer me. me. It's now him. Uh, and so uh, that, though, I just, man, it is such a challenge. Yes. And there's a reason why so many Christians get it wrong is because it takes a lot of work to be less like Brent McQuay and more like Jesus Christ. It takes a lot of it's work. It's hard. It's and, difficult. And, it, it, you know, you don't have to go more than a, a few moments without realizing, man, Jesus is a lot better than me. That is so true. And, and I love that. Um, object lesson that you you displayed on yesterday of, of having that mirror in front of you. Yeah. And hey, if you're walking past a mirror, ask you the, ask yourself that question. Yeah. Do I, am how, I reflecting Jesus? How do I look today? Yeah. You know what are you reflecting? Yeah. And if you see more of yourself, that's a problem for a Christian. Yep. Right. You have to um, process that internally. Yeah. Uh, and say, hey, maybe this is more of me and how I feel, how I'm I'm allowing for this moment in life to dictate how I want to respond. Like yeah. I know how I want to respond to this, but yeah. Christ wouldn't do that. And we see that displayed in scripture, how he responded in certain situations yep. that if I put myself in that moment, could be a different outcome. Yeah. But um, 
walking past the mirror, man, even just this morning, I said, what would Jesus do? How yeah. would Jesus respond? Yep. Today is a day that you have a choice to be more like Christ or be more like, like yep. Harry. We need to bring back those bracelets, the WWJD. Soon on, as man. you We'd... do, <laughs> soon as you said that, I went to Amazon. Did you get I'm some? I did. <laughs> So I will be delivering those, right? And uh, WWJD, WWJD, it is, it is, it's that that thing that we have to continue to remind ourselves. Yeah. Like, what would Jesus do in this moment, yeah. in this situation? And I think one of the big issues is that we don't stop long enough to have that moment. True. Right? Like, so people are always saying, think before you speak. And they have to say it because we don't. Like, we just let things rip and yep. we're, we're just going through life. We're just doing our thing. Um, and so we don't even pause long enough to realize man what i'm saying right now this is not honoring christ this is not pointing mm -hmm. people to him this is pointing people away from him and and man i i still remember like the the moment that some kids in my school way back in the day realized that i was a christian and they're like that don't really make sense because yeah. like we know what christianity <laughs> is supposed to be about and we know what you've that. been doing with us and <laughs> Wait, what? Like and yeah. and we we do. We we kill our witness sure. to people. And and honestly that that's the most important thing. Heaven and hell is is vital. Now yeah. we talked on Sunday that it's not the goal. Like yeah, heaven sure. heaven is not the purpose of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Purpose of Christianity is to have a relationship with Christ. Yeah. And to be like him. Uh, and so we got to make sure that we don't get the wrong thing as the focal point, the wrong thing as the yeah. goal. But heaven and hell is a very serious issue. For sure. And we want more people going to heaven and less people going to hell. That is so true. And if you're going to do that, then you need to reflect reflect Christ in everything you do. Yeah. My dad a, shared a story with me uh, a few years back. So my dad is retired carpenter mm -hmm. and uh, he's been in construction for, man, 40 plus years. And he would go to the local stores and purchase, you know, drinks and chips, Fritos and Pepsi. Right. Um, and the local stores, most local stores in the neighborhoods that he was working in were liquor stores. Yeah. So um, he goes in and one day he was going out the store and he realized like, hey, everybody that leaves out this store has a brown paper bag. Right. <laughs> and for him, he's like, well, I just have a Pepsi and some peanuts and some Fritos. And uh, just speaking on that point of like protecting the witness yeah. To to someone that, you know, it's just yeah. a bag, it's just chips, you know. But yeah. for someone driving by and they see P Harry, <laughs> Pastor Harry, right, yeah. with that bag coming out of the liquor store, store, right? Yep. What could that say yeah. to them? Yeah. And so he said, every day since God has showed me that and that revelation came to mind for me, he said, I just go in there, no bag, please, yeah. right? And I think that is uh, essential to yeah. how we live is – we have to make sure that we are mindful yeah. of what it is that we're even delivering or carrying yeah. and what that will represent. Does that represent Christ? Yeah. Even if it's difficult, it could be something as simple as just a bag of chips in a, yeah. in a brown paper bag, but it speaks more yeah. to those who are watching. So yeah. our life is very important in how we live yeah. when it comes to our faith, because yeah. that's the very, that's what draws people in. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Uh, before they even know who Jesus Christ yeah. is, you are the closest thing to him. Yep. And so if they're going to have that first conversation with you about Christ, yep. make sure that that reflection is not of you, yep. but of him. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be uh, Jesus in, in every relationship, every situation, yeah. that every interaction that we have is supposed to be illuminating him. Like we are supposed to be set apart. For you, sure. As a Christian, you are supposed to be different. 
Yeah. And like, I think Christians, man, we got a camouflage problem. Like we're, Oof. we're trying so hard to just blend in with the people around us when, when God literally created us so that we would stand out so yeah. that people would look at what we're doing versus what they're doing and go, wait a minute, how come, how come you're different? And like, yeah. like when the whole office is doing this thing, you're doing that. Like what, why is that? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the, the, the question that they ask of why should be our, our open door to be able to say because of Jesus. Right. Uh, and we, we lose that when we, you know, scripture even tells us we we're supposed to avoid even the appearance of the evil. Appearance of evil. And I think so much we're, we're just kind of blending in with evil people. And we, mm. we kind of draw these lines. Where we're like, well, I won't cross that line, but it's like, it might just be the brown paper bag, but man, it's, that's, that that's real. So good. So it's so silly story. So I did a, a sermon years and years ago talking about the power of the Holy spirit. I actually got this from Tim Ross. Um, and uh, so it was, it was basically an object lesson of alcohol that when you're under the influence of alcohol, there's changes that happen to you. Mm -hmm. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, there's similar changes that are supposed to happen to you. So like drawing all these parallels, but like for the message, like I actually had a bottle of of alcohol on the the table. I don't even remember what it was because I don't, I don't drink at all. Uh, but when we had to go to the store to buy it, I sent my wife in. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, babe, I, don't, I cannot be coming out of that store with. with but a, you can. No, but you, you, you go risk your witness. I ain't touching mine. Uh, and then and then just so that everybody was clear uh, after the message, we did a video for social media where I literally I'm standing in the kitchen and I open the bottle and I pour it down the right. drain. Just so we're video. clear. I'm like, look, just <laughs> and, and like, well, look, we understand like I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alcohol is not a, a sin. Drunkenness is. But as a pastor, like, I want to be above reproach. I, I want to yes. avoid even the appearance of evil. Uh, you know, I, I don't want anybody seeing me at dinner going, is that his first glass of wine or is that his eighth glass of wine? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how much has he been drinking tonight? Yeah. Um, and so I just avoid it completely. For sure. Uh, but just throwing that out there because some people are going to be like, but yeah. alcohol is not a sin. No, it's not. No, but I, I think that's a great uh, point to highlight because um, – it's just the the protecting our witness, right? Yeah. The guarding our witness is that we are very intentional on how we live. So therefore, something that may not uh, cause you to stumble, yep, it may be a stumbling block for someone else. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and so it's important, even for for me being a uh, a man who is a father and a husband, and and really hold that at, to a high esteem in my life. That when I am mentoring or connecting with uh, the youth. Uh, the the males that they can see that okay Harry is the same in his yeah. house he's the same at the church yep. and he's the same if if I'm working with him yeah. they can see that consistency of not so much of of myself but the Christ that I allow to yeah. dwell in me and do those things so I tell them listen do the thing before it happened practice the thing before something happens it's like in basketball if you're practicing a left hand layup two days and you put in a work the moment you're in the game and that instinct happens yep. you're not going to think about it you're just going to do it so no different than anything your faith is that if there's something that you're struggling with and you know that i need to be more like christ in this area put in the work yep. what, what paul say press on towards the goal is yep. that that pressing and putting in the reps in order to be ready so your yep. instinct spiritual instinct can kick in yeah. the moment you need it to yeah and so I know for me, early on in my marriage, I knew that, okay, I'm going to put guards up as it relates to the look of, of women, looking at women. Yeah. 
So I would do this. Uh, what I, so so weird. Uh, but I, what I would do is, if a young lady is walking by and I knew, I would just do a one eighty, and okay. I'll go the opposite way. <laughs> and I tell you, that yep. was ten years ago. Well, seventeen years ago. Yep. You know that I implemented that, but now it's it's a part of who I am. Yep. Now I don't do the turn. It's just yep. I'm here with it, yep. right? And because it's something that you have to put in yep. practice, you have to press toward it, especially if you're trying to be more like Christ. Yep. It's an everyday 100%. work. You have to put in that. Yep. My version of that is the eye bounce. Uh, like they, they, if, if, you're, if your eye hits something, you just bounce them. Like just, <laughs> just, just as, as quick as possible, like just yeah. bounce it away. For sure. Like, and if, if there's anything in you that's like, I want to get another look, like kill that's that, kill exactly. that. You have to. Uh, but yeah, because it's, man, the, the world is... Man, it's a place. It's a place. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm, I, man, this may get super personal for you, but for sure. um, what do you think is the area of your life? So, so we, we've, I love that you talked about putting in the work because we talked about it on, on Sunday that, you know, desire is where this thing starts. We got a desire to be like Christ yep. uh, before we can actually be like him. But like with everything in life, if you have desire for something, but you don't put in the work, it is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But where do you find the biggest struggle? For, for Harry Valentine, as as a follower of Christ, um, you're like, man, it's it's in these situations or it's in this area of my life that I know that's going to be my biggest struggle in being like Christ. Hmm. That is a thinker. <laughs> and I say that um, not in a way of just kind of putting myself, you know, up or anything. It's I have been so intentional mm-hmm. of let me go back so when I first came to Christ I every day that I walked out the house I would make I would say this prayer and then I would challenge myself to do this and I said today I'm gonna live sinless okay right and so for like every day I would be intentional thoughts mm-hmm. where did they come from Lord forgive me I was really just trying to get these things get these reps in yeah. right but if it's like okay if, if I acting something I say something I watch my words watch the way I, I I talk and watch the way that I move and my decisions and I did that for years for years and I think that just built something in me that I have this default to not what Harry wants but what God said you know how God wants the things to be done but if I could speak to a moment it's just the area of communication okay and that communication has been um, the way that I communicate has been a blessing, but at times it's actually hurt it as well of saying what needs to be said when it needs to be said. Yeah. And I know to some people that's like, oh, that's that's easy, right? Yeah. No, but that has been really difficult, right? That has caused me not only um, moments even in my, my marriage early, um, but then also in relationships. You know, and so being an ambassador and being the, the the mouthpiece of Christ, there are times where that communication piece has really hindered me from actually displaying who Christ really is yeah. in love, yeah. regardless of the situation and circumstance. Yeah. And so I think if I could say that is that that very thing, that that side piece that even over the last few years I've even grown into at times, but I still don't feel like I've arrived to that. And yeah. there are some layers that comes along with that. Um, but, you know, I think that's the piece for me that I, I really have a hard time or had a hard time and still working towards of just communicating 
the things that I, that needs to get communicated mm-hmm. um, without, you know. It's that, uh, you know, we kind of talk about that a lot, the truth and love. Yeah. Like there's, there's times is, yeah. when we, we avoid the, the truth because we don't want to upset people or yeah. we don't want to rock the boat. Um, and then some people, they avoid the love because they're like, no, this is truth. Exactly. Uh, and, man, I'm all for truth. But even even Jesus had a lot of love. It's, it's funny that – he had less love and more truth for the the believers. Like it was, it was, it was actually the the Pharisees. It was the ones that professed a faith in God that mm-hmm. he had less love and more truth for. Yeah. Uh, and we do the opposite. We have we have like no love for the world people, uh, you yep. know, that are in sin, and we just want to hit them with truth. But then there's you know we got somebody in our church that's in sin, and we're like, oh well, you know they're. It's yep. their struggles, and yep. you know, we make excuse for it. It's like, man, we, love, no truth. we just reversed uh, Jesus's model on this uh, on this subject. But uh, I love that you did start off by talking about, you know, when you were leaving the house, you're like, I'm gonna have a sinless day today. Yeah, and I think that that's really that needs to be the starting point for a lot of people in becoming like Christ, mm-hmm. uh, because when there is an obvious glaring sin issue in your life, and you're kind of like. I don't know, accepting that, like coddling that, saying, you know, this this part of me, well, you know, one day, you know, God will deliver me yeah. from that. Yeah. And so I'm just going to hold on to this while I try and become like Jesus in all these other areas. Like it doesn't really work don't that work. way. Like when when you have a sin problem, like you ne- that needs to be the first um, mm-hmm. line of, uh, of attack. Like that's the thing that you've got to deal with. Now, does that mean that any of us live sinless? No, no. we don't. But it's that repetitive sin. It's that mm-hmm. sin that just becomes a stronghold in your life. And and you can't become like Christ when you are entertaining sin. Uh, so, like, something has to be done about sin. Yep. Um, and I think that that's, that's one of the struggles that I feel like uh, in modern Christianity, churches don't really like to talk about sin anymore. Hmm. Uh, or they like to talk about sin way too much. <laughs> it's right. kind of like uh, one or the other. Uh, and we do need to find that, that balance. Um, but yeah, you can't be like Jesus if you're still playing with sin. Yeah, I think one, I guess, an illustration that has helped me over the years and something that I, I speak to is what's how's the closet, yeah. right? I'm not talking about the big boxes, mm-hmm. you know, that everyone can see from just walking past the yeah. closet. I'm talking about that small box that sits in the back yeah. that you just continue to push to the back, push yeah. to the back um, because that's the one that you're not ready to deal with. Yeah. You can be vulnerable and honest and transparent about the ones that everybody yeah. can see and the ones that, hey, you're dealing with that, so it's easier for me to have that conversation about that because there's relationship relatability in that that particular area. Yeah. But that one that you that's a little dark, right, that is hard to really deal with, that's the one that you have to get from back yeah. there, the one that's collecting the dust in the back of the closet because that's the one that's going to keep you separated from the Father. Yeah. You know, he wants that one. Yep. He's He doesn't want these. You've already yeah. confessed. You've already asked for forgiveness. Yep. He's pushed those away. But the one that you've yet to to speak to yep. and speak about and ask for forgiveness and ask for help and healing yep. for, that's the one that he wants. Yeah. And so my, my analogy is that I want my closet to be wide open. Yeah. See it. Yep. Hey, this is what I experienced. This is what I went through. This is what I'm going through. But guess what? Yeah. You could come in and check the back of the closet yep. because I want you to see that um, in Christ, with Christ, putting on Christ allows for me to deal with these things yeah. the right way, not my way. My way would, would tend to just hide and put things to the back and, hey, avoid, and I could just look like a Christian. Man. But 
not live like yep. Christ. Those are two different things. Yeah. You know, when we talk about being clothed in Christ, that's putting on his nature and who he is yep. and what he did and how he's shown us to live this life on this yep. earth. Being a Christian is just putting on enough so that that could satisfy people. Yep. Totally two different things. Yep. So um, just cleaning the closet, sweeping it clean, and being confident. Here's the thing. Yeah. The enemy can't keep that that sin over your head, keep dangling it and, and whispering in your ear about that yep. very thing if you expose them. Yep. Bring it to light. The light dispels darkness. Yeah. And once you bring that and pull that, that sin issue out and give it light, the enemy can't use it anymore yeah. to keep you in that shame and that guilt or that condemnation. Yep. Expose him. Live free. Walk in that freedom. Yeah. And that's what Christ wants for us. Yeah, and, and man, I, I feel like this, this conversation about sin, I run into so many people. Maybe it's working with, with young men a lot, too, uh, where it's a repetitive sin mm-hmm. that they feel horrible about. Yep. And so they'll... They'll cry about it. They'll repent of it. They'll say mm-hmm. they're sorry for it, and then they go right back to it. So let, let, let's look at something obvious one: pornography. Yeah. So so like a kid that or a young man or old man, who cares? Somebody that's got an issue with porn. This is a sin issue in mm-hmm. their life. They feel bad about it. They feel guilty. They say they're sorry. They repent, and I I, I use air quotes for that because sure. repentance is supposed to be a change of mind and a change of direction. Yeah. Uh, but they do the, I'm so sorry, uh, for this, yeah. but, um, uh, they don't delete the apps mm-hmm. on their phone that are leading them to it. They don't put the, the blocks on their computer that are leading them to it. Yeah. Uh, they're still watching the same show that every, every time they watch that show, it, there's Trigger. somebody on it that it's, it's triggering and, mm-hmm. and they're like, mm, and something happens later that day. So like the, they haven't done the work mm-hmm. needed. They felt sorry for the sin. Yeah. but they haven't done the work. Yeah. And I think if, if you're truly repenting, it's a change of mind of saying, okay, I, my, my mind and my body, my, my flesh really likes this thing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to change my mind on that. I, it's, I don't care if my body wants it. Yeah. Um, I know that it's not good for me. So I'm changing my mind on that thing. And then I'm changing direction. I'm, I'm not going to keep heading down a path that's going to eventually lead me to that. So yeah. it may start with the music you're listening to. Mm-hmm. And then that music gives you some imaginations and some thoughts. Yeah. And now that music is leading you towards this thing. It may be the shows that you're watching. You know, it may be the, the websites that you're, you're visiting. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it may be, you know, it may be starting an Instagram. And you just keep scrolling. You see a pretty girl, yep. and then you see a pretty girl, and then you see a pretty girl, and then all of a sudden it's like an hour later. Yep. And it, all of these things are what's leading you towards mm-hmm. the the sin issue in your life. And so if you don't address these things, you're going to keep falling into the trap. So true. And every week you're going to be really sorry about what you did, or yep. every day you're going to be really sorry, and you're going you're gonna to go back to the, the mirror, and you're going to see that thing in your life, and you're going to be like, I'm so sorry, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I forgive me. I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. And then five minutes later, you're back on Instagram. Yeah. Still scrolling. Like at some point you have to cut away some things from your life or you're just going to keep in that cycle of sin. Yeah. At the cycle of sin. You're so absolutely right. So I have some friends and that I've helped walk through that journey. Mm-hmm. And what we've been able to do is take a look at the terrain. Take a look at what's in front of you. Let's talk through those from early morning to late night. Yep. Where are those areas that 
the trigger moments. Yep. You know, what, what happens throughout the day? Yeah. These are just the practical approaches. Yeah. Yep. You, you, it's in your face. You know that it's, it's something that you want to be delivered and freed from. However, you have to put in the work, to your point, of taking a look at it and say, where does the triggers take place? Yep. The moment you identify the roadmap and you, now you can see, you start to make adjustments to, yep. to that roadmap to ensure that you are protecting yourself from either that, that, that lust or that temptation, um, but then also, too, bringing in your accountability you know, in the moment, regardless of yep. where you are. Yep. Hey, man, you got time to talk yep. for an hour or two? Yep. Let's do it. Let's happen. Let's yep. make it happen. But you, to your point, you have to just change the way that you're doing it. Yep. You know, you may have started, hey, I could do this alone. Most guys start there. It's yep. like, I think I could do it. I could, it's oh, not yeah. that bad. Oh, yeah. I could figure it out on my own. But then you find yourself back into it even deeper. Yep. So then you maybe you do reach out to a friend. Hey, man, could you, yeah. you know. I you might be able to white knuckle it, you know, for a little bit yeah. all on your own. Yeah, like, yeah. I got this willpower yeah. and maybe a couple of months, maybe six for months. Sure. But but I think, too, yeah. once you get past that point of, okay, I just can't do it anymore. And God, I really want you to do this for me. He'll do it. But then maybe there are some extra steps. Maybe you have to go and get counseling, right? Maybe you have to go get support yeah. outside. And that's okay. Yeah. But it's putting the work, right, to get 100%. to that point, right? And it's so that you don't find yourself back into the cycle of, I love the testimony of, of uh, Tim Ross yeah. when he speaks about it and how vulnerable he is about it and how open he is about it. Like, hey, man, listen, yeah. I was, <laughs> it was bad, yeah. you know? But it was coupled with more than just, okay, got to do it. He yeah. will. But he want, we have to do some work in the process too, yeah. right? So just partnering with God in yeah. that journey, to allow for you to smooth out the terrain, yeah. right? And and be patient with the, the process and allow for it to happen. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a work. Yeah. It is a work. And it, it starts was, with your heart. It was actually it was Tim Tim Ross's vulnerability with it. This is like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um he was talking about it and I I was convicted. Um yeah. so I was looking at porn and yeah, we're talking like twenty years ago. Yeah. Uh here no, fifteen years ago. Hearing his his testimony, hearing his story. Um I went up to him after after he, he got done talking. I was like, hey, man, you, you were talking about me, and mm-hmm. um, I just need you to pray for me because when I get in the car and I start driving home today, I'm going to be confessing this to my wife. Yeah. And he did. He prayed for me. I got in the car, confessed yeah. all of this stuff um, to, to my wife. And it's something beautiful about the testimony of the believer, the power. Okay. That's what the word says. It's, it's power in the testimony and, and what – how life-giving it is to hear from someone that's on the other side now. Yeah. Right. While I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing, but I'm talking to you on the other side, yeah. so I yeah. can relate. I understand the the yep. mental, the emotional, the 100%. physical, and even that spiritual uh, deficiency that you have in this season. Yep. But I'm on the other side, and I want to let you know that you can be on this side as well. You're yep. not too far gone. That yep. God loves you. And he cares for you and yeah. that everything that he wants for you will continue to happen. It's just, okay, in this moment, in this time, I need to let that go. I need to yeah. confess that yeah. and really say, God, I want you to take this from me yeah. and allow for him to do it. But it's something beautiful about that, the, the power of the testimony yeah. that I can be encouraged by the yeah. faith of others, even when I can't really yeah. believe and have the faith for myself. And that's what I I believe that took place even in that moment. And and you hear it often, but it's something that we really have to hold to like, and and do more of the testimony. What happened to that situation? Right. Yeah. I came out on the other side. 
Yep. Right. And and God did it. Yep. And but you also put in work. Like you did. There's there's still there's still action on your part. Like I think so many people are just waiting for that that prayer moment where they're like, Jesus, take this from me, and then it's like, poof, it's gone. And right. Now, like I never have that desire again. But yeah. the reality is, like, you've got to change uh, some aspects of your life. Sure. So that when you look in the mirror and you see a glaring sin issue, I I, I think the the best example of it would be like when Jesus talks about, uh, you know. Uh, first remove the plank out of your own eye before you deal with the speck <laughs> yeah. in somebody else. When it comes to becoming like Jesus, the plank in our lives is the the sin. Mm-hmm. Like we, we've got to deal with that. And once we've dealt with that, then we can start working on the specks. Because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of believers, when it isn't just this major sin issue anymore, it's still, it's that little stuff. Like the, look, the, there's like little moments where like I'm talking with somebody and all of a sudden I say something and I'm like, Ooh, that was that was not oh. God honoring or <laughs> that you know, like well. there, there's a, yeah, there, I'm, <laughs> I'm interacting with a neighbor and all of a sudden I'm losing my temper and I'm like, who I, I, woo, that wasn't, oh, okay. that wasn't good. And <laughs> like I wouldn't outright call those things or those moments sin. Sure. Uh, but it's that spec. But so we're, we're going to get into the, the, the spec issue, I guess. But, um, before that, I just want to let people know, like we, we talked a bunch about porn, but that's not the only sin issue True. that you need to do things to change. I had a, I had a friend who, uh, Recovering drug addict, recovering alcoholic. Alcohol led to drugs. Mm. Um, and so he's clean, he's sober, and then he realized that going to sporting events became a, a trigger. Mm. And I would have never in a million years, so like that's that's never been one of one of my struggles, but I would never in a million years connected going to a sporting event with triggering an alcoholic. Sure. And then I was at a basketball game and somebody ordered a beer and I'm passing the cup and like the smell of alcohol is so mm-hmm. strong. Like for me, that's not an alcoholic. Right. I can just keep passing that sure. for him. The moment that thing comes in fr- front of his face, all he's doing for the rest of the night is thinking about that. Beer. That's true. Uh, and so like, he's, he's gotten to the point where he's like, I just, I don't go to sporting events. Mm. It's like, Hey, I got free tickets to a baseball game. You want to come? No, I can't, I can't go to baseball nope. games. No, mm. I can't go to basketball games. I'll watch it at home on my TV. Um, but he's, wow. he's had to make some, some hard decisions in his life to cut out some things that he loves, some things that are like, man, this is a great thing. And it's not even a sinful thing. Right. You know, like it's not a sin to go watch the White Sox. It's, right. You know, it might be a sin to go watch the Bears sometimes. <laughs> I love my Bears, but man. Come on, they, they, They're talking about those little triggers. <laughs> <laughs> That's man, watching it. <laughs> a Bears game, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Idiot. Oh, but like, so we, we all have to put in some kind of work. Yes in order to remove the, the sin stuff from yeah. our lives. And then comes that that daily refining process where mm-hmm. you're 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 constantly working this. You know, we talked about the the five things that you need to become like Jesus yeah. on Sunday and we talked about how it's a cyclical process. Well it's a cyclical process because there's these little things in our lives. It's like, oh these little moments, the way I treated my wife, the way mm-hmm. I talked to my kids, the the way I drove my car today may uh-huh. not have been very Christ like. Yep. Uh, which is always a funny thing. You know, when I get cut off in traffic with somebody that has like a, a church logo on their, their bumper, I'm like, WWJD. Oh, really, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. Uh, and so like, there's all these little moments that mm-hmm. then we have to, to work on. Yeah. And so you, you talked already about uh, one of your, your struggle areas yeah. is, uh, is that communication piece. Yeah. Um, what's, what's one of your success areas? Like if you're like, man, if you met Harry, you know, 10, 15 years ago, for sure. Yeah, what I would say um, I could see the beauty in, in just about anything <laughs> uh, and the hope and very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it has a lot to do with the hope 
that I found in Christ. Okay. Right. Um, that's the the main thing. That's mm-hmm. why I'm able to see that. But it just allows for to when the Bible talks about um, think of those things that are right, pure, mm-hmm. just. And I said I have the option. Yep. Right. I have a choice to make. Okay. I could think about the worst situation and the worst outcomes yep. in this. But I have a choice yep. to choose to think differently. Yep. So in that choice, I'll choose joy. I'll yep. choose peace. I'll choose to say, well, although what I see in front of me proves that this is <laughs> the truth in some regard, I still think that there's a glimmer of faith or a glimmer of hope in that to turn that thing around. And I think that has just allowed for me over the years to to walk and and be the one that people are like, you know what? I think it's I think you even said this. If you're having a bad day, go talk see Harry. Harry. Yep. <laughs> you having uh, a bad day, talk to Harry. Yeah, you know, and and that's just who I've been coming becoming. It's simply because I just want to choose, yeah. choose to to see things uh, brighter in a in a, a more hopeful way. It's funny because y- you embody that so well. I would have just guessed that was. Harry at five was that, and Harry at 15 was that. Let me tell you, so my mom tell me this. She said, okay, when we were growing up, my sisters, we would go to the store. Didn't have a lot of money, but we'd go to the stores, and she was like, you would always say, mom, I don't need anything. Let my sisters, give my sister clothes, right? So that started young. But as I got into my teenage years, all of that changed. (laughs) That's when I was a part of the world, okay? I've seen your mugshot. Yeah, yeah, and it's real. Yeah, do we have that up? Put that up. Uh, But... Even even then, there was something in, in me. I was sitting in, in a Camaro. My my friend had a black Camaro that did, was not well for teenagers riding around in the city of Chicago in an all-black Camaro. I had and a purple Mustang. I don't know if that's better or worse. Oh, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. But in the back of that car, I can remember like it was yesterday, sitting, getting prepared to do something that we should not be doing, right? And... God's conviction was always with me, yeah. but in that moment, this is hindsight. Yeah. I didn't wasn't even thinking about God at that time, but I can remember in the back seat, not so much a fear, but like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening here? Yeah. We could be doing something totally different, but we're not. And I think those nudges of even from a young Harry growing up, and, and just those stories that my mom would tell me about just how you were different, yeah. right? And and the world got a hold of me and kind of changed the way that I thought, changed the way that I moved. And and so being able to be, that to be restored, Christ restoring that in my life just brought me back to what I, original, like design, yeah. right? Uh, how I was as a child and how God really wanted me to be. And I've been able to, uh, just be a blessing in people's lives, but it blesses me also, like because it's I don't know, it's it's what you're able to the example you're able to be for people to see, man, it's something something different about you. Yeah. That they would even reach out. My friends message me all the time from my past ex, you know, teenage years and say, Man, thank you. Or can you pray for me? Can you um, you are an example for what I want to become, right? And what I want to be. Those are the moments where I say, you know what? I got to continue. I have to stay with it, right? You know, um, days will be hard, will be difficult, but there's so many other people that 
you know, that are attached to me, mm-hmm. that I have to continue with that, that hope that mm-hmm. one day they'll receive Christ like I did. And the day that um, I received Christ, I had been on drugs, selling weed, all of that, all of the drugs that you could sell, I was selling, right? And I was living a, a, a horrible life. But that Sunday was the last day. Like, God can take it away immediately, yeah. right? If he needs that to happen for you, he'll take it away right away. And that took place for me. And so that's when I knew I don't have to question this. Yeah. I don't have to go and, and ask, and I know that it was done. God did it for me right in that moment. And there does going to be some times in some past, sometimes in my life that I had to just do a little bit more, right, in that, that process of just being sanctified. And that's my encouragement is, find the beauty in everything right the the hope that that we depend on is not the hope of ourselves but the hope in christ yeah and that hope has been very powerful and still is powerful today yeah. and um Absolutely. that's my encouragement there it's beautiful i love yeah. it so it, it as you were talking about so you talk about you know you, the area you're still trying to grow in is that communication the area that you have grown in mm-hmm. uh is something totally different than that um when I look at my own life, I feel like where I've grown the most and where I still need to grow the most is the same, same thing. Uh, and I, and I, and I think it's just because, uh, it really has been such a, I don't know, a glaring thing for me. Like, Mm. like when I look in the mirror and I'm comparing my life to Jesus, it, it always came down to grace. Mm. Like I was grace deficient. Like Mm. I, I, ever since I was a kid and it just, uh, it's black and white. There's wow. right, there's wrong. Um, and mm. so when you when you do the wrong thing, I got no grace for you. It's yeah. like, that was stupid. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, I, I joke all the time about, uh, you don't want me as a counselor because <laughs> if I'm counseling you, I'm just going to find the dumb thing that you did and yeah. say, that was dumb. Don't do that. For sure. Uh, because it is still like, I, I struggle with, with grace. Uh, but it's funny because I do see a lot of growth in that area of mm-hmm. my life. Uh, and I realize it. it was a, a few weeks ago, I think it was maybe a month or so. Uh, Carlton was like, we need like 2017 Brent to come back for this decision. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Right. And he was like, man, you, you're just so graceful and kind. <laughs> and you're just giving people the benefit uh-huh. of the doubt when you really yeah. shouldn't. Like we... We need like maybe go back to 2017 and just be like, this is how it is. Uh Cut it out. And it was it was funny to me because it was like in an area where I still don't see myself as Mm. having arrived. I mean, as Paul talks about, not that I've already achieved it. Right. But I'm pressing towards it. And I'm like, man, is that me and grace? Like, am, am I like have I really like I started here and now I'm all the way over here, but I'm still looking at wanting to be over there. Yeah. And, and so like, I think that where I'm struggling and where I've seen the most growth is actually for me is the same place. Yeah. Uh, and that may be true for somebody else that's listening. It's like, there's something you've worked on a lot. I mean, my, my nickname in high school, uh, for the football team was smiley. Uh, and it wasn't because I was always smiling. <laughs> like I, I played with a chip on my shoulder. I was angry all the time. Uh-huh. And we could be having like team dinner and it's like a fun event. And I'm just sitting there thinking about like, <laughs> we should be in the gym right now. What right. are we doing? Uh, yeah. like, you know, we'd go on missions trips and, and the trip leader would be like, we're going to have a fun day today. I'm like, that's a waste of time. Like, <laughs> we, should, we should be doing like, I had no wow. kind of like love or grace for, mm-hmm. for people and stuff. I'm like, if you came here to, for a fun day, like, what are, you even, what are you even doing on this missions trip? You sh- 
stay home. You should go to the amusement park. We're we're here to serve. One in a mountain, my <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna go witness to somebody. Like, forget um, ice cream. Yeah. Uh, and so like, but I I do see that there's been a lot of growth in in my life as as I keep going back to the mirror and I keep saying, okay, mm-hmm. I, I want to be more like Christ in this area. And so just encouraging people that are listening that are like, man, I. I know that this is a, an area of weakness to yeah. to stop for a moment. And this is this is why we, we encourage people to get into groups because you need somebody else in your life to be able to look at it and be like, no, you actually have. Yeah. You, you made some serious changes. And sometimes it's obvious, you know, you, you had mugshot and then you have pastor sh- pictures. Yes. Like staff photo. Yes. Like th- those are two very different pictures. Um, that is. Yep. And so you you have that clear moment where you can mm-hmm. look at. But for a lot of people, it's it's like, man, all, all I'm really seeing is where I am right now. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to, to what I came from. And and yeah, Paul does talk about, you know, forgetting uh, what's behind right, yeah. and, and pressing towards the future. But I, I think that there is a value in us recognizing, even if it's just for a moment, like I have progressed. Yes. Which means I can still keep progressing. Yes. And I think that's that's the thing that people get discouraged. It's like, you know, somebody wants to lose 50 pounds and they've lost five and they're like, I'm never going to get to 50. That's and it's like, but you lost five. You lost if you five. can lost five, focus on the five. Do that. Do that a few more times. Mm-hmm. Do that ten more times, and, and you've lost there. fifty. That's right. Like so, just keep keep progressing. Yep. Keep doing it. Uh, and so, I just want to encourage people to don't give up. Don't stop. Yeah, and I, my encouragement also to just add to that is what I, uh, my family, what we do at the top of the year is we look back mm-hmm. and say, okay, what have we grown in? Yeah, like what can we. Um, say that, man, God, you really blessed us here. Um, and and we sit back and we talk through that, right? Just to see, oh, like, yeah. man, God, you, you've done this so that I don't get, you know, uh, blinded by, well, this didn't happen and this didn't go well or this situation or this circumstance that I'm not going to think about all the things that didn't go well. I'm going to sit and just talk about the blessings and what God has done and the faithfulness that he has and how he's been able to, um, take our family from one place to the next and if we could just see a, a, a slight bump that's a win yeah that's a win yeah. I know we had all of these goals and aspirations yeah. at the top of the year last year and and perhaps we didn't hit all of those goals but if we can say that we moved forward yeah that's growth yeah. that's that's a win for us it's worth celebrating it's worth celebrating so yeah. if it's one pound yeah okay if it's one day without porn okay if it's one day of of just speaking life yep. when I'm the one who is usually speaking the opposite, right? Not so much life. Right. Um, but take the wins yeah. as they come. Don't yeah. overwhelm yourself with trying to do everything all at one time. It's like, okay, this is not rapid fire, right? Yeah. Be patient with the process and celebrate the wins along the path, mm-hmm. and you'll find yourself in yeah. a better place. I love it. Okay, so we, we've kind of taken these things a little bit out of uh, the order that we talked about on Sunday, but I think that's fine. Um, you know, so there's there's five kind of components to mm-hmm. this becoming like Jesus. It starts with knowledge. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't really hit that at all on the podcast, but I, I think people grasp that concept. Yeah. Like, you can't become like something you don't know don't anything know about. about. Yep. So open up your Bible, read about Jesus, see what Jesus did, and then, then we go to that mirror. We have that comparison, uh, you know, that examination of where does my life match up with his and where mm-hmm. does it not? Um, and when it, when it doesn't, I, I need to do something about it. And so we've talked about putting in the work. There's two things that we haven't talked about that I'd love to, to just get your opinion before we wrap up. Um, the one first thing is what I alluded to in the message on Sunday was going to be the hardest part of the process. And that's surrender. 
Yeah. And so when, when you stand in front of the mirror and, or you're reading your Bible and all of a sudden Bible talks about something that's sinful and you're like, crap, that's, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Or you look in the mirror and you're like, okay, I know how Jesus spoke the truth with love. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm not doing that. How, how do you go about surrendering that area of your life? Um, I heard someone say this and it's impactful. It's that we, we accept Christ as Lord and savior. Like he's our saving grace, mm-hmm. right? He's salvation is secured through mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, but it, when it comes to that Lordship of Christ, yeah, that's where we struggle. Yeah. That's the hard part that yeah. says that to your point, heaven isn't the goal. It's a free gift. Yeah. It's there. I receive, I believe. But now from that moment on, this is now allowing Jesus to be Lord over my life. Yep. Every situation, every circumstance, every deficiency, every yep. strength, every weakness. This is where that Lordship becomes evident. Yep. And so now walking through that says this. I don't go back and forth, just me, but I know how you can grapple with that. I don't go right. back and forth. The word of God says this. I'm going to go with that. You don't ever find yourself arguing with Jesus? Can I tell you that um, I don't argue. And I think it's because. Good of the, on you, it's, man. No, it's the way that I, I think I came to faith, faith because it was really like the way that he did it and how he healed me in the moment was like, what are we arguing about? Like, yeah. you've been 10 years of stuck in this yep. for 10 years. And in one day, I delivered you from it. So for me, I'm like, I really don't have an argument. You know, there's nothing. I mean, to go none back. of us do, but True. some of us, our personality styles. Maybe this is a me problem. But I think we still try and argue, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, I think, for me, the reason that I've just kind of been able to is because of that moment for me. That Sunday when that happened. Monday, I woke up like, I don't have the desire anymore. Like, what's happening? But I think. That proof of who he is has allowed for me to just yeah. take his word for what it is yep. and just say, this is what I, I do. You not to say it, that I'll it's perfect, it. yeah. not to say that I've done everything right, but it actually has, that is all I need. Yeah. It's, okay, not about what I want or what I say. What does God say? Yeah. What is what is he trying to communicate in this situation? Yeah. And that's been the beauty and the benefits of leaning towards his will and not mine. Yeah. And so... Um, and again, I don't want to come off as like, oh, he got all figured. No, I've totally not, <laughs> not at all. But in terms of argument, arguing his his word, I yeah. don't really have an issue with that. Now, applying it, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be a little difficult yeah. at times. It's like, oh, I want to. But in terms of what truth is, no, I take that. I'll accept that. I'll walk that. Yeah. And I'll do my best to, to press towards that goal in any <laughs> event that I, I may stumble. Yeah. Or I may not, you know, hit the mark. I know that his love is sufficient for me. Yeah. I know that I have another opportunity to to come back and try it again. But my heart, making sure that the heart is in the right place, yeah, yeah. right, while doing it, even if you stumble, even if you, you know, trip a little bit. If my heart was in the right place yeah. in my attempts to reach that mark, God honors that. Yeah. Now, if my intent to my heart isn't in the right place, then that's where the issue comes in. And yeah. so I, I think for just for me personally, but um, 
I just really, and maybe it's just that hope. Maybe it's that optimistic approach to life, you know, that I, I know that his his yes, I say this all the time, like his yes is better than my yes and his no is better than my yes, yeah. right? That That's accurate. If he says no, that's better for me yep. than I could ever want for myself. So I'm okay with leaning into that is that if, when, if he closes a door, as hard as it is for it to close and as difficult as yeah. the things that took place and, and how I feel emotionally and maybe mentally or even physically, I know that that was needed for me. Yeah. The, that's better for me than how I feel. The yeah. outcome of that situation is a lot better yeah. because he has all, he has the end in his hand, yeah. right? And he is walking me through this path. And so I have to just trust that. Yeah, but I, I think the reality is for a lot of people, that's that's a hard thing to, mm-hmm. to learn. It's a hard lesson to learn because it's like when you have a desire and you think it's the right thing, you think it's a good thing. And then God's like, no. Mm-hmm it's really hard to be like, okay. Yeah, it's hard. Um, and, and I do think that it part of it is that heart issue mm-hmm. of where your heart is. I think, you know, you, you started talking about the way I phrase it is uh, we like Jesus as Messiah, but not as master. That's right. So it's like, I love that you came in and saved me, but now I want you to let me do my thing. I got this. Um, and and it, it doesn't work that way. If he's, mm-hmm. if he's not master, he's not Messiah. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it really does become this, I don't know, the, the more we submit i think the easier it is to submit i think the more stubborn we are mm-hmm. uh the harder that first act of submission is going to be yeah and uh from my experience i think a lot of times god just he doesn't give us like baby steps to it like he he usually start with something big yep. uh, that he wants you to lay down and if you can do the big thing then then he's like all right from there you can you can do all the little things too yeah uh, but i think it is uh submission is is not easy but I also don't think that there's a magic formula for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's, you know, here's an eight step program to how you can surrender. It's, it's a yes, no situation. It is. Am I submitted or am I not? Is he King or am I still trying to be King? Yeah. And I think a lot of times we're going through life and we're like, yeah, I'm, I made him King, but I still want mm-hmm. to have control over my sexuality because I like what I like. And, yeah. uh, he came in and said, no, and well, I don't like that. What has helped me is yes, yes, no, but. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's that's submission. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't have to think about yep. what comes after that. Yep. If I'm submitted, my answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. No yeah. problem. Even if problems present themselves. Yeah. I'm okay with just saying yes. Yeah. Just being obedient, yeah. being a disciple. Of Jesus Christ, yep. and there's a discipline in your yes when you say that it it communicates so it communicates so much more to people when you are um, available to be led by Christ. Yep, like your life is different. The way that you walk, the way that you talk, the way that you live, it actually opened up for your witness to be something that people draw to more, right? And so that submission part allows for that witness to just kind of be seen more yeah when you can just say hey, yeah yes no yeah. but because when i get into the but i start to overthink yep i get into but then i want to include myself yep. in that and i don't want to bring yeah. that conjunction there's no yeah yeah for for me i i had a similar moment to you you had your major transformation moment for me it goes back to uh yeah i was raised in church i didn't have the super crazy rebellious stage 
There's no mug shots of me floating right. around. Uh, uh, but I absolutely I've heard. was living in sin. Like there, <laughs> like there was there was very much sinful aspects of my life that uh, we could get into detail if somebody wanted to. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I'm not ashamed of it. I, I I recognize it. But at 19 years old, I remember uh, I was part of this internship. Long story. We had just done our missions training, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, but we'd need like eight hours to be able to tell that story completely. Uh, but after the end of that sleep deprived, exhausted, just messed up, but just broken physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Like I just, I remember I was sitting in this room that they had set up this dark room with some like worship instrumental playing where it was like, we know that what you just went through over these last five days wasn't, was a lot. Mm -hmm. It was intense. And so this is like the decompression room. You're going to spend like 30 minutes mandatory in this room. Nobody's talking to anybody. It's just you, this worship music, your journal and God. And it was in that moment that, um, I wrote down in that journal, um, God, whatever, wherever, whenever my answer is yes. Hmm. And so for me that, you know, that's 20 years ago. And I still go back to that moment. And mm-hmm. the, the cool thing is sometimes I don't go back to that moment. The Holy Spirit goes back to that moment. <laughs> and so like, I'll have a, a moment where I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'll just have this flash in my head of sitting in that room with that journal out, whatever, whenever, wherever. Wow. My answer is yes. And I'm like, oh, suck. <laughs> wow. But it, but it does. Like, I think that everybody needs uh, kind of that kind of moment to mm-hmm. hold on to that when we, when our desires, when our our hopes, our dreams, our plans, our whatever yeah. start to rise up and we start making ourselves king over everything. Uh, we need that moment in us to, to check it and say, no, I'm not king. I made him king of my life. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a quote, uh, I didn't use in the, in the message. It's from, um, oh man, I, f- I forget who said it anyways. Um, uh, she says that, uh, surrender is when you give something to God and we don't snatch it back. Hmm. Uh, that's a horrible paraphrase, but but the the concept is there. And I think for a lot of us, we surrender things just to snatch them back. Hmm. Uh, and true surrender is when you put it in God's hands and you refuse to take it back for any reason, any circumstance. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter what's going on. I've already put that in your hands. Mm-hmm. We're going to lock it there. I'm going to throw away the key. Like there's, there is no taking this thing back. And we have to make that, I guess, commitment, that decision. Yeah. Um, and, and there is a lot of heart that has to be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, but if we, if we want to have a relationship with Jesus, it is, it is only in the, I'm the king or he's the king and I'm not mm-hmm. relationship. Like, Jesus, my homeboy, may be the worst uh, <laughs> T-shirt ever designed. My bro, <laughs> right? Like, yes, Jesus is a friend and he he's is. awesome and he's yep. amazing, but he is king and he That's is right. always king. And and if you make him your best friend but not your king, hmm. then he's not your friend. Mm. Sorry, I offended some people with that one. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Somebody's listening to this while wearing a Jesus is my homeboy t-shirt. <laughs> and we're like looking down going, oh, man. <laughs> it wasn't CLC merch. At least I know that. <laughs> but all right. So last thing, and then we'll, we'll close this out. Um, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I love about this whole process is the fact that it is impossible. Yeah. Like, is there a world where Harry Valentine can be like Jesus Christ? No. No way. Is there a world where Brent McQuay can be like Jesus Christ? No way. No way. 
I know Brent way too well. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know all my flaws. I know my shortcomings. I know my attitude issues. I know my language. Mm -hmm. I know lust that's been a part of my Mm -hmm. life. I know all of these traps and all these sins and all of these things. And it's like the chasm between where I am and where Jesus is. There is, there's, there's no bridging that gap. Absolutely. Without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But with the Holy Spirit, because it's like, what can the Holy Spirit do? Anything. Yep. What can the Holy Spirit do with me? Same as before. <laughs> right. <laughs> like like yeah. my limitations don't hinder his ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we have to approach this whole process with, God, I need your help in yes. this. I cannot do it on my own because my boss is crazy. Yeah. Uh, or, you know what, I'm, I'm really lonely. And there's a girl that's flirting with me and I know it's going to go somewhere mm-hmm. and there, everything in my body is screaming. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, I need the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love how the, the Holy spirit is described as the helper <laughs> and that Jesus said, go and wait <laughs> and I'm going to send the Holy spirit. I'm going to send the help because I'm no longer going to be here. Yep. Right. And I know you will need help. Yeah. Right. You don't have this thing figured out right when Jesus that took place for Jesus and and Peter um, denied Jesus three times. That was clear sign that, okay, we're going to need some help. And he (laughs) told him, like, you ain't got this, bro. Like, I'm really not gone. Really, really. But yeah, I just love that. That whole process, because Peter's like, I'll die with you. (laughs) And then five seconds later, later. I don't even know that man. I don't don't know what you're talking about. Right. (laughs) You know, it just goes to show that. We need help, yeah, right, to do the very thing that God intends for us to do. We need help, and yeah. He sends the helper, but yet He's not only a helper, He's an advocate, He's one who who continues to to be the one who who speaks in us through us to yeah. to give us discernment to allow us for us to navigate through life yeah. in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. And but we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and allow for Him to dwell and allow for Him to actually do what He's been sent to do. And I think oftentimes we'll get in the way even of that. It's like, he's here to help, but I got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's not going to be able to assist you and help you in that area. So I, I just so, so grateful that um, God would see the need and oh, his yeah. love and his grace and he, his mercy. He's, he's pretty brilliant. To yet still say, okay, go. Yeah. And it, I know the the moment that took place while they were waiting and just that experience in it all of, you know, the sound of a rushing wind and, and how all of that took place. But ultimately, it was for God to then dwell within us. Mm-hmm. And now that we have the everything that we need to live this life yeah. pleasing to God, yeah. we're set now. So we have to lean into that help and allow for him to help us. Yeah. Uh, because that's what he's here for. That's awesome. And, and uh, the only thing I, I'm going to add is the task does feel impossible mm-hmm. that when, when you, when you're standing in front of that mirror and you're really taking a hard look at yourself and you know who Jesus is and what he's yeah. expecting of you. And, and he's saying to lay down your life to follow me. And he's telling you all of these things of, of how he lived and how you're living. And it, it can look like there's, there's no hope in that situation. Mm-hmm. The Holy spirit is the hope That's right. like that, that the Holy spirit is the one that makes this whole thing possible. And so if you're feeling discouraged today, if you're, if you're looking in the mirror and you're going, man, there, there's no way there is a way. Mm-hmm. It's called the Holy Spirit. That's right. Um, and so we surrender to him. And and the reason why I know it's possible is two things. One, I've seen the change in my own life because of the Holy Spirit. I, I see who Brent was 
you know, even five days ago compared mm-hmm. to who Brent is now. But yep. Look at Brent 15 years ago to Brent today. Like I see the transformation that takes place and I know it's not accredited to me. True. Uh, it is credited to the Holy Spirit. So first, I know it's possible because I've seen it happening in my own life mm-hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit. Second reason why I know it's possible is because God told you to do it. That's right. And God doesn't tell you to do something that you can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he knows you need help in doing it, mm-hmm. which is why he sends the helper. But he wouldn't have told you to be like Christ if it was impossible for you to ever be like Christ because he's not cruel. Right. He is a loving father. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to ask my kids to do something that there's no way they could do. Right. I may ask them to do some things that are impossible for them to do on their own. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as their father, I'm going to step in. And I'm going to help them. That's good. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to carry them across the finish line mm-hmm. uh, when necessary. Uh, but as a loving father, I'm never going to ask my kids to do something that is actually impossible for them to do. Yeah. Neither will God. So when God says be like Christ, it's because you can. Mm-hmm. So do it. Whew. Let's get to work. I know. Like Jesus, we're going to be talking about this for for a while now. But yeah. Thanks a lot, Harry. Oh yeah, anytime. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. Out. And you wore Chicago White Sox, which just makes me happy for the win. Yeah. Let's go. Come on, White Sox. <laughs> See what we do. Yeah, <laughs> come on. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, for this episode of Between Sermons. As always, check out the footnotes if you want to check out the uh, the Sunday message that this conversation was based off of. And we hope to see you next time as we're going to be talking about how to pray like Jesus. It's going to be good. See you there.